0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast of things. I'm here with Ava Lakovich, another fellow Trinity College student. Hi, Ava. Hi, Jake. How's it going?
1: Pretty good. How are you?
0: Pretty good. So tell us tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Um I'm from LA. Oh. Yeah, big city. Um, I play volleyball here at Trinity.
0: We love to see it.
1: Yeah, and I'm a philosophy major.
0: Wow. So first of all, what brings you to Trinity all the way from LA, other side of the country?
1: Um I got uh, recruited here so it was kind of a combination of like wanting to get away from the west coast and going somewhere different and volleyball and uh, a couple people that I knew from my high school went here and they all had like had really positive things to say about it and just kind of all in all. Yeah. And
0: do you have positive things to say about it?
1: I do. I have nothing but positive things. I would to hope say about so. I would hope.
0: We love trend call. We, we love, love it. Yeah. No it's good.
1: It's a good vibe.
0: And so how did you choose to become a philosophy major?
1: Um, well, if you'll recall, we took our first, or it was my first philosophy class ever, together, Phil 101. One. Well, yep. Yeah. Um, and I don't something, when we took that class, like something in me just like clicked. And I was like this, like I came here and I was struggling so much. I had no idea what I wanted to major in. Like I was taking a bunch of totally random classes to try to figure out if there was something that I liked. Wound up in that class. I don't know how or why. And just... All of a sudden, I was like, "This, this is like what I'm meant to be studying." And, and that's what
0: it's about. That's how you know. Yeah. It's, have you had any doubts since that moment?
1: No, I've just I've taken more philosophy classes. Like I've really doubled down on it, and every class that I take, I'm just more like, "This is so perfect for me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love to hear that. So, what's been your favorite philosophy class and why?
1: Um. So part of me wants to say our phil 101 class yeah because that was that an elite class w- it yeah. was an elite class elite
0: like, professor shout out professor shout Not out Trinity Antich, anymore. yeah great professor
1: we loved him um and also like the group that we had was just that was outstanding true. i agree and it was great to be able to talk about a class with your friends and have you all be passionate about it and be interested in the subject material um I don't know, then I I also took an animal ethics class over the summer, Mm. which was really interesting. Like, I think ethics is very, very cool.
0: Is that your favorite branch of philosophy?
1: I think it might be. Um, Ethics or maybe... I I love a lot of... There's not a lot of branches of philosophy that I don't like. Like, I really liked our unit on, like, God or whether or not, like, a -hmm. a higher power exists. Mm -hmm. And I think... Like the reason for living was huge. Like walking into class and it just made me rethink everything about my life and the way that I approach Yeah, like what day. is the meaning of life you mean, that yeah. question, yeah. Something that we think about every day but don't even realize it. And once it's put I'm in I'm not even head, sure what
0: branch of philosophy that falls under. Metaphysics maybe? Maybe. I'm. The universe creation is – the universe creation kind of frustrates me more than I like it these days. Really? It's just, the th- it's just so impossible to think about.
1: Yeah. But I think that's like what I love about philosophy. It's not like math or I guess science kind of where you have these like strict boundaries of like what is right and what is wrong. Like
0: yeah, no, philosophy, pretty
1: much anything goes. And there's also a lot of things that we are never going to understand or never going to figure out the answer for. And that's okay. And we can all have different ideas and thoughts about it. And that's kind of like the beauty of it is that you can get together with other people and discuss them and have your mind changed and it's pretty cool
0: and it's so important philosophy philosophy is the root of everything all (laughs) science and math and political science anything it's comes from philosophy like you view everything through a certain philosophy like as Foucault would say you can't have knowledge without power like when you do a scientific study it's all based on your ideology and your philosophy of how the world is and how it should be So, like, for me, that's what I love about philosophy. Like, it is the most fundamental thing. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. And I think on top of that, like, all of us, each and every day, even if we're not aware of it, because I wasn't aware of it before I took my first philosophy class, like, we are thinking about philosophical things and subjects every single day of our life. Right, right. And we just don't know it or we don't realize it. And when you take a class or you have someone kind of point these things out to you, it just totally changes everything because you're like, wait, like, I was already kind of living my life this way or thinking about my life in this kind of way and i had no idea that i that other people were feeling the same way or that was
0: it teaches you to think about the world in a whole different whole way whole different way yeah especially it teaches you to think about things that you've already been thinking about but in a whole different way exactly yeah definitely definitely so what do you want to do after college with a philosophy major cuz oh, you know man. some people would say and you know this was something i've considered when i considered majoring in philosophy is you know well, what are you going to do after that? So what are your plans? What are your hopes? What are your dreams?
1: Dude, I don't know. Like I really, there's a lot of, at this point, like there's still so much that I don't know and haven't figured out about my future. Like I'm just trying, like I finally found this thing that like really interests me and I just kind of want to follow that and hope that like more things, like have faith that more things will, you know, come out along the way and that somehow a path forward will be, enlightened. I I think it will. I think
0: that's the best that's the best way to do it. Like find something you're passionate about and just be passionate about it. It's the best thing you can do.
1: And things work out. Like I I think everything happens for a reason. Oh yeah. Everything is gonna work out the way that it was meant to.
0: Meant to. Now we're getting into some (laughs) philosophy. So with that introduction, why don't we get into today's topic? Do you want to introduce it? Introduce the question?
1: The question is um is there free will?
0: Do humans have free do will Do we
1: have free will in our in our lives and
0: Well, I mean why wouldn't we? It seems like I do. Seems like I can uh um, You would think that you do my yeah. hands all about. It seems like I can uh stand up and leave this room if I want.
1: Yeah. Right? You would think.
0: Well why wouldn't it be that way?
1: Well there's whole uh this idea of like predetermination that everything from not only the minute that you're born but like the minute that the universe was created mm. that everything that was always meant to happen or was always going to happen like it's that's how it was going to be from day one like and anything everything that you do like there's no real choice that you're making there because it's what you were always going to do like there's no way that you can deviate from this path that has been laid out for you since before you were born. But
0: who laid that out for me?
1: That's, I mean, that's a loaded question. Depending on who you ask, it could just be, like, the universe and, like, the Big Bang and, like, all mm. of the the particles and the world was created. It could be a a god or, like, religious figure. Or you could just believe that, like like, what I personally believe is that we're just you know, from the minute we're born, we're affected by our surroundings and our parents and the way that we grew up and raised that we're molded into becoming a specific type of person.
0: That's definitely true. It's, yeah. It's but that's thing. not hardcore determinism. and
1: It's not, yeah. For me,
0: what hardcore determinism is, is it, it goes back to the laws of physics mm-hmm. and uh, specifically Newtonian physics, I believe it is. I could be getting that wrong, but I think it's Newtonian physics uh says or asserts that every every action, every effect had a cause. And so everything does a specific thing. And so, like, for example, when a particle hits a particle in a certain way, it will always do a certain thing. Now, like, we don't always know what that is, so it might seem random, but really every event is the result of a very, very minute, finite, determined thing. So therefore, when the first poly Particles, molecules, particles hit each other. They set in motion this chain of events that now has to be exactly how it has to be based on the laws of physics. And because your brain is made of a material substance, it follows the laws of biology and the laws of of chemistry, the laws of electricity, because there's electricity in your brain and whatnot, I'm pretty sure. And um, so basically in the same way that in the same way that you know cells duplicate when they duplicate for specific reasons your brain makes the choices it makes for specific reasons
1: i think yeah i think that my my view of it is similar to that but i think like in a more personal way like i think that like instead of having it be like atoms and your brain reacting like every quote unquote like choice that you make is a reaction to something that happened like in your past or something that is you know, a, a part of who you are based on the environment that you grew up in or the way that you were raised. And so nothing is a a, a free choice or decision in the moment. It's all predicated based on who you are and things outside of your control, like your, your parents and your oh, neighborhood yeah. and your school. And that lead you to making the like, you know, decisions, whatever you want to call them that you make and because of those all of those factors yeah like everything you do is just a, a reaction to different things you have if we're not capable of having like truly original thought then any choice that we make based off of our thought is not really free it's just a I
0: I see what you're saying so you're yeah. not quite a proponent of hard determinism so 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 you, so do you disagree with the idea of hard determinism? Because in your theory, I can be shaped by all sorts of things, but it still is ultimately like it's not predetermined that I'm going to raise my left hand right now like I'm raising it.
1: I think it kind of is. Like I think that from the moment we are born, you know, we are born to into a specific set of circumstances with right. our specific parents and the way that based on how our parents were raised – they're going to raise us in a certain type of way and because of that like the person that we are we have no we have no real choice in the person that we become oh that's totally true yeah like it's all just like we're kind of funneled through our childhood right, by you're, our parents right because
0: your your nature and nurture and i will i will know yeah. that um i think the the chasm or the distinction between nature and nurture is a little is a little Um, you know, unfounded. I don't think it's there's such a divide, such a clear distinction as people say. But I will say that nature and nurture are both out of your control. The biology, your DNA, you have no choice over it. Your nurture, you have no choice over it. But the question I have is this. When you get your DNA and when you get your circumstance, is there any choice? Can you make the decision to study or not study? Or is it completely predetermined? Can you make the choice to jump or not jump? Or is it predetermined from the beginning of your birth?
1: I think that it's, it's a choice, but in the sense, that I, know it it's always, I know it's no, no, influenced.
0: I know it's influenced.
1: I think that it's a choice, but that it's predetermined in the sense that that choice was always going to be the one that you would make. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so if you're at a, a fork in the road and you're thinking like, okay, I have a choice here. I can go left or I can go right. When you wind up going, say, left, you're not really making the choice to go left because based on all of these factors in your life that shaped who you are and the person that would make this decision to turn left, you were always going to turn left. Like you were never, ever at any point going to come to that fork in the road and go right.
0: But do you think you come to each fork in the road by chance, or do you think it, it just that's how it has to happen?
1: I don't know. I think that that's more complicated. I think that
0: because Newtonian physics would tell us that when a tree falls in the woods, it was always going to fall at that exact time in that exact way since the beginning of the universe.
1: I mean, yeah, I think that we end up in the places like our path, like this life journey that I'm on us here at Trinity, like Mm -hmm. making this podcast that was always going to happen. It was always going to happen tonight. Like we were never going to get into the podcast room a week ago.
0: Right. Yeah. We had some difficulties. So no, but so why does your nature and nurture, because we're saying that's basically the foundation for your idea is nature and nurture. You don't control.
1: Kind yeah. So
0: it seems like there's a gap between that and you saying that everything was always going to happen tonight. Like, why is it? Why? Explain that to me.
1: Well, I think because if you expound it onto, like, everything. Like, you know, you take it from beyond the individual of, like, just me or just you. Then everyone is constantly being affected and, and reacting to these things that, whatever, they don't really have any control over. And it changes like that just means that everyone is on this, this path that they had been set on since they were born, you know what I mean? So all these choices that you make that that put you on the path that you're on, on the life that you are set to live, they're all, they were always going to happen, like from the minute that you were born, like you were always going to end up in a certain place because of the certain set of decisions that you were always going to make because mm. of, you know, I feel like I'm being repetitive at this no, point. No, no, no,
0: it's it's important because you seem to not see it as a result of physics and natural law. I think the guy we read was called like D. Humboldt or something like that, you remember? Yeah. He said like it's natural law and he said even if there's a soul, the soul can't do anything without the brain to perceive its surroundings. Yeah, So therefore true. the soul would also be tied to this determinism. Which, which basically entails that every cause has an effect. Like the only reason I would choose pizza is because my brain chemistry made that decision or I was always going to make that decision just as a – but not so – I mean it is yeah. related to what you say about nurture and nature. But like for example, like Brian Greene and Neil deGrasse Tyson have talked about this and they basically say that that physics will tell you. You, it was always going to be this way. That's how it is. Things yeah. are determined. It's like from the beginning, from the day you were born, when you picked up a pencil when you were 23 years old with your left hand and not your right, that was always, always predetermined because mm-hmm. the molecules in your brain were colliding in such a way that this is the only possible outcome.
1: I mean, yeah. That's. I think that essentially that's...
0: You just don't You just don't get into the weeds so much and you see it. But yeah, you like do agree with that.
1: I do agree with that. I think that okay. it's just a lot... I don't know. I'm not really a... Not that I'm not a sciencey type of person, but I you just, just
0: conceptualize it differently. Yeah,
1: I conceptualize it differently. I think it makes it a lot easier for me to understand if I think about it on like that individual level because it's so abstract when you think about like oh these these molecules in your brain that are firing and these physics and yeah sometimes for me I just get a little lost in like the what like what does that even mean and what are we talking about anymore and so I kind of just try to think about it a little bit more instead of like you know our neurons reacting trying to think about it like more personalized and i don't know try to relate it back to myself and be like okay well how 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 could i not have free will like what are the things in my life or how can i try to think about this in a way that like relate relates to a real person and like real life in a way that like makes sense to me
0: right uh, no, and I definitely agree with you, but the last thing I want to touch on. I definitely agree with you it's helpful to conceptualize it that way. I personally tend to conceptualize it in the other way, mm-hmm. but it's just personal preference really. So, I will say this for the Newtonian Newtonian physics before I get into my my counter argument because I do think we have free will. I do think we have free will, but the counter argument to Newtonian physics is sometimes that well, what about quantum mechanics? Because they say that, you know how they say, you know, an electron can be in two places at once and it's completely random, all that stuff? Mm -hmm, Yeah. So basically, some people say, well, that proves that there's chance, there's randomness in the universe. Not everything has a determined cause and effect. But what scientists tend to say is that quantum mechanics doesn't work like that for what they call macro systems mm-hmm. ie the body. So therefore your brain can't truly make make decisions. and I, I'm sure the science the jury, the scientific jury on that is still out. but I will I just want to say that to note that I think the science community and the neuroscience community is pretty is pretty clear on their belief, not completely, but there's a lot of people, that have have a consensus that there is not such a thing as free will and that every decision is determined. I mean, they have a study where there was some study where, like, people would make a decision and you could see a specific, like, neuron fire in their brain before mm-hmm. even they yeah. knew they were going to make the decision. Yeah. Which is wild. It's crazy to think about. It's crazy. Crazy to think about. But so I'm of the opinion we do have free will. And now I guess we can get into the debate. The debate, the debate, yeah, because for me, well, first of all, I think we can both I think we can both agree. It certainly seems like we have free will.
1: It feels like it when you're living here, like, yes, you definitely feel like you have the choice to go right or left. And when you're standing at that crossroads, it feels like either option is equally viable and equally likely to happen,
0: and what happens? why, like, Sometimes I'll go left and then change my mind, right, left, right, left, mm-hmm. right, right, left. All You're saying all that is determined? All those tr- decisions were always going to be that way? Yeah. So then how could it be that it seems like I have free will? What is it then? What is it that seems like I have free will?
1: It's human. There's this special thing about human beings where we have self-consciousness, you know, and we're aware enough that we're capable of having these kinds of discussions about these types of things. And so often I think...
0: But we didn't choose to have this discussion then, according to you. Okay,
1: you know, kind of besides the point I'm trying to it's make true. here. It's true. Okay, whatever. Um, I think like our own ego gets in the way. And we have this whole like... Now we're kind of, you know, tapping into my animal ethics class a little bit mm, here. Yeah, please. Like because we have this this self-consciousness, humans tend to think that we're just superior to all other living beings who don't possess the same what we perceive as consciousness as us and so it kind of creates this ego thing where where human beings just think like ayo like we're we're hot shit like we've got we've (laughs) got it all we've got it all going on and so yeah like of course we're gonna think that that we have free will and that our lives are in our hands because who wants to actually sit back and be like my life like the choices that I make my future my happiness my my children it's not up to me like everything that I do doesn't really ultimately matter because it's not like my choice to make whatever's gonna happen it will happen
0: so you're saying that free will is an illusion
1: I think so yeah
0: okay but (laughs) you know our whole society is predicated on free will like you know uh you get into a school because of your choices, and you know there's consequences to your choices. Yeah. So you're saying basically, if I choose to punch a someone and they get mad, it really wasn't my choice to punch them. Okay. This is yeah.
1: I mean, this is where it gets complicated. Like in stuff like this, we talked about this in one of the units of Phil One Hundred and One, where mm-hmm. like if you if the whole world reaches a consensus of like, okay, we don't have free will, then how can anybody be held accountable for their actions you know because it's like oh he didn't choose to murder jimmy like
0: but the thing he is has we, no free will but the jimmy's thing is still if dead we, if you reach that conclusion then you didn't choose to reach that conclusion like that's always how it was going to be also true that's where it's complicated and so I the think it's problem all complicated, yeah. It's complicated because well, you know, it's 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 one of those like well-armored arguments. It seems like impossible. It's self-affirming because I can say, "What do you mean I'm choosing to do this?" And you're like, "No, you didn't." And it's like, "Well, are you choosing to see me do this?" No, it's just that's how it was always going to be from the beginning of time yeah. due to, you know, due to the way that the universe works. But what I would say is that I actually think we should trust our intuition and the fact that we we really think we have free will. Like you, you would agree with that, right? It definitely seems like there's no there's no two ways about it. It seems like I can open and close my hands whenever I want.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I think that a lot of that is so like you can't underestimate the power of like society and culture. Like yes, like if you do like the open and closing your hands example, but in, in bigger examples like. You know, like where you decide to go to college, like what kind of job you decide to have, where you want to spend your money. Like it is in our society's best interest to have us think that like we have the free will to make choices that will either benefit us or more likely benefit them. Like if they're telling us like, oh, no, no, like choose to come to Trinity over this other school that you're interested in, then it's in their best interest to let us think that we have the, the free will and the choice to pick their school or buy their product or invest in their company. And I just and then that all obviously trickles down into everything that we do and we think and
0: Well, I definitely agree with you, but I guess what I'm talking about is more metaphysical because the fact of the matter is that if determinism is correct, then the people who are selling you their product and it's in their best interests, like their best interests are wholly out of their control. You know what I mean? Like what they do and what they think and what they want, they have no control over. And I definitely agree with you. Like your choices are totally shaped by society and totally shaped by your DNA. They're shaped by a multitude of factors. But I think that ultimately, like when it comes down to things like opening and closing your hand and whether I decide to continue talking or stop talking, I think you do get to choose that. Because it just, I can, like, that's what my intuition tells me. If, If that's not the case, then my brain and my perception of myself in the universe is completely fundamentally wrong. Would you agree with that?
1: I think it's completely fundamentally different. Different? Different. I think I think yeah, I think that if you were to acknowledge that you don't have free will, then the understand then your understanding of the universe and how you live your life would be different from say like what it actually is if there was no free will. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that you would
0: I'm I'm trying to explain it again
1: Okay like so say that you're living your whole life Oh I'm Jake like mm-hmm. I have all this free will la-di-da, It's so great And then one day you are you know there's this big You have an epiphany right mm-hmm. And you're like oh my god Like there's now proof in front of me That we don't have free will Right. I don't think that that means that you were Your view on the universe in your life was wrong I just think that it means It was different like you believed a different thing You thought something different, and now, like, you've been presented with this evidence that is making you kind of rethink those original beliefs and change perspectives.
0: See, I mean, it's definitely a change in perspective, but first of all, I have two points to that. It's impossible to live as if you don't have free will.
1: I think, I don't know, I think we do it every day
0: as if you don't have free will
1: not mm, I guess you can't live that way I don't mean that or
0: else you just sit on the couch but then if you sit on the couch then it's like am I choosing to sit on the couch or did I did I choose to have this epiphany was it always gonna have you know what I mean
1: yeah but I think it's more of like not that the the choice is out of my hands but I think that this idea of like human control is such a such a fallacy like we have no control over really anything in our lives from the minute we're born like we don't choose to be born we don't choose to be conceived we don't choose when we die we could die tomorrow we could die in 80 years like no idea and all of most of the things that happen in our life are completely out of our control
0: completely yes and
1: so this like grasp at what it feels like just to like have control over something and have it be the choices in our life it, it just feels like like pointless. Like, why would we be able to to have control over the the direction of our life, you know, in this short period of time while we're here, when we have control over nothing else? Like, why? No. How was I able to make the choice to like come sit down here with you and make this podcast, but I'm not able to make the choice of like whether or not I get hit by a car or walking home from the library? You know what I mean?
0: Right. But so, like. I totally agree with you. Like, a lot of things are out of your control. But I guess my main question is whether... I i don't think that things are predetermined. I think there's such a thing as randomness. I think you can choose to start walking, to stop walking. You might get hit by a car, but if you get hit by a car, it wasn't necessarily, like, always going to be that way because you were always going to make the same choices and that person was always going to make the same choices. Like, don't you... I, I just don't know and the reason I don't know is because it just I, like I don't agree that I don't agree that if if there's not such a thing as free will, I think the way I perceive the world is fundamentally wrong. Like I cannot reconcile with the fact that I can move my hand and that I can pat my head. Like I, I feel deep into the, my deepest conviction, is that I can do those things. I'm not saying that it's necessarily true that it's my choice. I'm not writing off determinism. It's an extremely strong argument, but I'm just saying if determinism is true, I tr- I fundamentally believe that what I believe is wrong. Like my idea of the way the universe works must be wrong because it seems like I can move my hands wherever I want. But if you're telling me that every single time I move my hand, I had no choice. It was always going to happen predetermined. There's not such a thing as a random action from me. Then I think that that's just fundamentally different than, you know, it's fundamentally a different, it's fundamentally different experience than the one I think I'm having. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's terrifying to, to feel like you don't have control in, in your own life or in the choices that you make. but for me at least, like I didn't I've never really approached it that way. Like not that it's been comforting for me, but I think that in in moments when I feel like I'm stuck between like a rock and a hard place and there's no right choice and I feel like whatever I do, my life is going to be just completely messed up forever, I, it's it's comforting to know that like there is a path you know, like there's whatever, whatever, like whatever quote unquote choice I make, like there is a path beyond that. And like there has always been like everything that I've ever done and every choice that I've ever made has been leading me to a point that I was always meant to get to. So there's no real, that means that I've never made a like wrong choice or I've never done like the, not done the wrong thing, but like taken the wrong path because it's brought me here.
0: But it also means that everything you've ever achieved was not anything spectacular. It was always going to be that way.
1: I don't think that takes away from it being spectacular. How? I think that it just means I was always going to be spectacular.
0: But it couldn't have been otherwise, so it's not like you really achieved anything. Like It's not like there was a chance of you losing. Let's say you win a volleyball game. Mm -hmm. There was never a chance of you losing then.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't take away the the hard work that I put in to like win that volleyball game,
0: right? But you were that always going to put in that hard work.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't think that detracts from the hard work itself. I think it, it's. I think that stays the same. I think.
0: So then, why do we applaud hard work or victory, or if anything, because it's just it was always going to be that way? I guess because no, we're always going to applaud, right? That's no, that.
1: no, I don't think so. I think that it doesn't just because somebody is always going to do the hard work doesn't detract from the value of the hard work itself.
0: But and how can you blame someone for not working hard when they have no choice?
1: I think there's no blame in not working hard. I think that...
0: How can you have praise without the blame? It seems like I it's a two the two sides pra- of the coin. Know, I don't think
1: that praise and blame are two sides of the same coin. So
0: what you mean to tell me is, let's say, if you take path A, everyone's going to praise you, right? Mm-hmm. So then you mean to tell me that if you take path B or C, we're just going to say, uh, like, what do we say? We're going to also praise them? No.
1: No, but it's, it's different. It's a different path and just because hmm. one path is more i i don't think any any path is more or less than any other i think that it's it's different like okay say i took this path where i dedicated a lot of my life to getting good at volleyball you mm-hmm. know like if we got on the volleyball court you and me right now I hopefully knock on wood <laughs> i would kick your ass and that's fine because if we got on the soccer field you would kick my ass right and that just means that like you're getting applauded for soccer. I'm getting applauded for ball at volleyball. That's two different things. That's two different paths. And that doesn't mean that, like, just because you, like, technically didn't work as hard at volleyball as me that you're getting blamed for not working as hard at volleyball. You were doing something different. Maybe not versa. blamed,
0: but there's an absence of – because, you know, okay, for example, so are you saying every path is just, like, the right path for that person
1: yeah, because it's—I mean, right or wrong, it's—it's it's their path. It's the path that they were always going to take, and I think that acceptance for me with that is like, yeah, that is—that has to be the right path for me, or else why am I? Well, yeah, but what about what the am I fact I
0: Some people's path is to live till they're six in a war-torn country and get blown up by a bomb. Like that's, that's horrible. I mean, it's yeah, horrific. it's horrible.
1: It's heartbreaking.
0: And that's just like they had. There was no other option for them.
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's a very difficult question and this gets into a lot of, I don't know, a lot but of so other stuff. Just to clarify again, about let's say
0: like, let, you know, like some people will say, oh, like if, if she didn't go to work that day, she like if she didn't go to work that day, she wouldn't have she wouldn't have been in that accident. Right. Let's say the car accident. Mm-hmm. So you're saying no, like she couldn't have not chosen to go to work that day. Like it would have been impossible.
1: Well, I think that I think that it's complicated and I think that tragedy is heartbreaking and suffering is devastating, but like <coughs> we're we're human beings and in this life that we have, part of what makes it so beautiful and so worth living is that it's fleeting and it's precious. And without moments of of suffering and pain, we would have no idea about anything like joy or gratitude or or, you know, what it really means to be alive. And so, yes, it's horrible and, and there should be less pain and suffering in the world. And, but I think that this idea that, like, uh, suffering as a whole can be or should be just completely taken off the table is not really feasible to me in my mind.
0: I mean, I'm not saying we should take it off the table. I'm saying, I'm saying can people make choices? And I'm also pointing yeah, out suffering I... to say that, like, it's not like everyone gets the perfect path for them. Like some people get a oh, terrible, yeah. awful path. You know what I mean? Not,
1: I think the perfect path was the wrong word for me to use. I think that it's just...
0: I don't think you said that, actually. But yeah, you said the I, right I don't path. Think I, yeah, right and path. in the
1: right path, I just mean, like, it's it's your path. It's your life. Like, it is the, the life that you were always destined to lead. And that's not necessarily, like, that doesn't mean that it is always going to be a great life. Like, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be, like, sorrow and that you're not going to get let down and, like, that things are always going to work out your way. But, like, it's the the path that you were set on from before you were even ever born. And it's just... I, I think that the universe is completely indifferent. Like, if you want to talk about, like, the physics of it or, like, the... Right. Whatever, like, there's...
0: I see the physics as the basis yeah, for this. Is the, like, yeah, the, like the
1: the physics the is proof. indifferent. Like it's That's there's true. no, it has no interest or care in like
0: it has no concept of tragedy. how
1: fulfilling or right. sorrowful your life is.
0: That's true. So, but so then basically humans are basically the universe is this huge thing that just happens and it was always going to happen. So, like, are you so you think that let's say. I give you a ball, right? This is a hypothetical scenario. I give you a volleyball, and I tell you to pass it to a certain person, right? And you miss. And Mm -hmm. you're saying if I let you rewind back in time one million times, you would miss every time. Nothing would ever change. If I let you rewind, obviously, you can't really rewind time. But if I let you go back, you would always miss because in that situation, the way the wind was blowing, the way your brain was going, you were always just going to miss it.
1: No, but that's a that's a totally different situation. I don't now think
0: you're,
1: it is. I think it is because now you're talking about a a completely different person. Like the second that we rewind time, like if if are you saying like if I remember, no, no, you don't. Oh, remember. I don't know. No, the time no, no. has been. You just go oh, right back. oh,
0: that would be different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: You go right back. You, or if I bounce a tennis ball in the same way every time, it's going to go the exact same way. That's what physics would say, I guess. But what about the volleyball thing?
1: The volleyball thing? I think, yeah, I think that if I don't remember that I threw it, it and I miss it.
0: Because if you remember yeah, it, it, it would completely be the changes same outcome. the yeah. yeah.
1: That's why I was like, no.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, no. I know what you mean. So basically humans then are just rocks hurling through the universe that are aware of their own status as rocks, but they can't do anything to alter their path
1: i wouldn't say rocks i think the word i mean yeah we're
0: self-conscious rocks maybe.
1: rocks why are we rocks i'm just like just like <laughs> we're, we're animals like we are living we are breathing right but we're self-conscious animals that's well, what i'm
0: using an analogy i'm like it's like if someone i know no one okay in this analogy did but let's just say a rock floating through the air that just like becomes conscious for a little bit can't tra- change its trajectory and eventually falls apart and loses its consciousness so humans have no agency over their path. That, that's what you're saying, right? Humans have no agency over their path.
1: Hey, would you, like, assert my argument for me? It makes me feel like I've done something wrong. No, 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 no.
0: In, let me tell you, first of all, like, that is the determinist argument. I'm just clarifying if you completely agree with the determinist argument. But also, I'm not saying it's a bad argument. Like, that is, I mean, that's the stronger argument. My argument is certainly... Certainly has less evidence to back it up. Determinism is the juggernaut of philosophy, as I would, as I conceptualize <laughs> it. Juggernaut. But so you, you are, are you or yeah, are you I, not no, yeah, saying I don't humans have no agency?
1: We have no agency. But
0: you, can you agree that it seems like we have agency?
1: I think we think we have agency, yeah.
0: Right, like a deeply held belief that we yes,
1: have Yes, yeah.
0: And then now my last question is, would you agree that you couldn't live life without believing you have agency? No. Mm, okay. Let's get into that. How how could you live life without thinking you thinking it's your choice like, "Oh, I want water, I'm going to decide." Or what about when you take a test? But I mm, Don't you have to think you you are picking one of the bubbles? It's
1: not I don't know. I think that it depends on the person. Like for me, I don't I go about my life every single day and I don't believe that we have free will. And I'm not like you know, it doesn't impact every aspect I'm have of my to life in it. that way. I just I think that like
0: not believe it. I'm saying don't you have to act like it.
1: What do you mean? act? I mean, I don't I think that just because you don't have free will doesn't mean that you stop making decisions right. altogether. Yes, definitely. It's right. just like you recognize that it was the de- that was the decision I was always going to make. See, like, but you
0: can't. This is what I'm saying. This is why I'm saying you act like it because you cannot. I bet you you couldn't live your life thinking like oh, it is what it is all the time. You know what I mean? You're going to get to a test where like this is make or break and you're going to be stressed about it because you're going to be like, I can choose something that will have two very different outcomes. On the one hand, I pass. The one hand, I fail, change my life. Like you will inevitably think that. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So therefore, you're always going to act like you have free will, even if maybe you don't, but you'll always act like it.
1: I mean, yeah, like before a test, I'm not I'm not gonna sit down and be like, "Oh, well, right. studying yeah. doesn't matter because yeah." But that's not really.
0: Well, because I don't, I don't
1: think that's really like the way to. That's not the way that I conceptualize it. Like, that's, that's not fair. the way I think about
0: it. And I and and to be fair, the way like if you don't study or if you do, ultimately, if determinism is true, it's like that wasn't a choice either. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But I think that. I just think that you're always going to get in situations where you think you have a choice. Like you're, you're upset with a friend or something. The choice, do I send them that text? Do I send them a paragraph text? Or do I say, hey, I need to talk to you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. which one of those do you do? And you're going to have a moment where you're like, Okay, if I do this, this will happen, and if I do this, this will happen, which do I want to do? And that's why I say you will always act like you have free will.
1: I mean, yeah, you'll sit there and you'll weigh them in your head and think about what is the best option.
0: But that means you're acting like it, but please continue. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. Um, yeah, because I, I think that there's no other way, like even if you acknowledge that we don't have free will, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you just simply stop like you don't stop existing and I think that yeah like you you debate those things and you think about it and you make your like quote-unquote choice and that doesn't prove you have free will though like no no it doesn't it does not I'm not saying it
0: does I'm just saying I'm just wondering so I think I said it wrong earlier but wouldn't you agree that it's impossible to live life without acting at least in some instances like you have free will
1: yeah without like making the choices themselves even whether or not yeah, they're predetermined them, yeah. or not yes but you
0: think you do so so what we have so far is and this is the groundwork for my argument which is why i'm going through it so thoroughly okay, okay. but so we have it seems like we have free will we act like we have free will but determinism would say we have no agency and we have no free will right those were the three core yeah. tenets so here's what i think and I'm gonna throw it out there in rudimentary form, and you can come at me. And I might be wrong. I certainly might be wrong. Um, but I think that I think that there are things, and I talked about this on podcast episode one with uh with Luca Luca, Luca De Faria. Feel free to tune into that. But um, I think there are things that your brain interprets incorrectly. For example. You, don't, you feel heat. You don't feel mean kinetic energy in the movement of particles, mm-hmm. right, in the air. Or like that
1: you see colors and, mm-hmm. and light and not Not just ultraviolet like, rays, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh, or uh-huh. you
0: hear sound and don't not recognize that it's sound the waves. waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's plenty of other examples. Now, what I think, though, what I think, is your brain misinterprets that, but those two things aren't inconsistent. I think that finding out that the light is really electromagnetic waves provides a deeper rather than contradictory understanding. So I can know that I see the color purple, but I can also know there's something more going on there. So I, I can, both can be true at the same time, right? That's what I'm saying. I know that the sound I'm hearing doesn't come to me in waves, but it can be waves and it's not, it's not contradictory. I can reconcile Wait, but now the
1: two I'm confused, things. Because this sounds I'm going exactly off on a tangent. Yes. Like what I'm saying.
0: It is exactly what you're saying, but Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that if we don't have free will, it is not a deeper understanding. It's a fundamental contradiction. So like it's not like I, I cannot. I, my argument is that I cannot reconcile the fact that I don't actually have free will and that it seems like I have free will, whereas I can reconcile the fact that I see red when really it's this complex scientific process. I, the two can be true. So I'm saying the free will thing is divorced. And for that reason, to round it out, for that reason, I think it makes more sense that we trust our intuition since that's a unique contradiction. I don't think you see that, that contradiction where, because if you see light, right, if you hear sound, you just have to simply admit that your brain doesn't process things on a deep enough level. But if you admit we that free will is an illusion, you have to admit that your brain is fundamentally incorrect. Like it senses something that is just wrong.
1: Okay, no. I think that this goes back to this has everything to do with human ego. And like, yeah, like if you, like I'm looking at this color purple right now and the fact that like I'm not seeing light waves isn't threatening to my sense of self and my sense of being. But if you sit here and you're like, well, I don't have free will and I don't have the agency to to make choices that will change the already existing path of my life moving forward, then yeah, like it 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 can be really freaky because it yeah, like it threatens your sense of control over your own life. And then it's like you get into the whole like why are we living thing? Because that's mm-hmm. like the main question that everyone struggles with is like why do we get up every morning and continue to live and so yeah like we want to feel like we have a purpose and like we have this this light at the end of the tunnel that we're working towards that the things and the things that we do or say will somehow get us to that bright happy future and if you're forced to reconcile the fact that like everything nothing i say or do matters like i could be headed toward a big light happy tunnel i could not but i'm headed somewhere and nothing i do is going to change my end destination it's it's totally like it it blows our mind because we want to believe that we have the the control over our own lives to to give ourselves the happy ending that we think we deserve
0: no, I, and I definitely see where you're coming from, but I, I am not talking about how it's freaky and it's scary because it is. It is scary to think about not having free will, but that's not what I'm saying specifically here. What I'm saying is that it's not that I want to believe I have free will. Like I do believe I have free will. There's nothing that will separate me from that. I really think I can move my hands, and I'm saying that, that there's a unique contradiction if I'm wrong. If if determinism is true, then my mind and my brain and my perception is wrong in a unique way. And going back to the ego thing, I actually think my position is that it's more egotistical for humans to believe that we understand the laws of the universe and the laws of physics and the way the world works to such a degree that we, oh, we know we don't have free will than it is to trust our intuition than to trust the fact that I think I have free will. Well,
1: I, isn't it more egotistical to say that like you you Jake, mm-hmm. a what, 19-year-old man in Connecticut, USA, has the power to manipulate his fate with every choice that he makes in the grand scheme of the universe? Like well, in the huge universe, right. every little tiny human being Every little choice that they make affects that universe. Like, I think yes, I think
0: so. But I think never in a way that you intend. Like, not never, but usually not in a way you intend. Like, like because I am going to make a choice that I want, but I think that you know a butterfly affects the universe, like chaos theory. Like a butterfly flapping its wings will change the way that school is run at University of Hartford tomorrow. Because I believe in randomness. I think things are random, and I think that's not random. That is random.
1: Isn't there a whole science behind that? I feel like I read an article on that. Well,
0: there's there's a determinism and then there's a randomness. That's the... that's the. F-
1: well, no, but if we're talking about like a butterfly flapping its wings in like Well, one, of course it's a science, yeah like chaos that's, theory, yeah. Yeah.
0: But the question is whether that can fit into either of our arguments. So the question is whether that butterfly flapping its rings, wings is predetermined and has a predetermined effect or if it is random and creates a completely different universe. And so what I'm saying is simply this. We don't know what's going on with the whole universe. I just don't believe that our science knows better than our experience. And I think it's less egotistical to trust our experience than to trust in our understanding of the entire vast universe. Like, what are we more likely to understand ourselves and, and the way that we perceive the world and the way we operate or the entire laws of how the universe is governed? I think the former.
1: I mean, yeah, I think I agree that we can't – there's no way to conceptualize something as as huge as, like, the universe or, or something beyond our understanding. But at the same – wait, I had a thought. Oh, at the same time, like, your experience, everyone's experience is completely defined by – it's all a reaction. Everything mm-hmm. that makes us who we are is in a reaction to something else. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing – original
0: 100 about any of us i'm with you and
1: so it's just like we're trusting our experience like for me to trust my experience i'm just like okay like i trust that you know this thing happened in in my past and so i'm going to make this choice that has an effect on the choice that i make in the future like that's that i was always going to make that choice because the thing that happened to me in the past was due to the way that my you know, mom talked to me when I was a kid, and you know, the way that she talked to me when I was a kid was because of the way that her mom talked to her, going way back, 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 and back until the fucking universe exploded, and right. we Earth. A- Peered. so like yeah.
0: when you choose to eat either an orange or an apple before in the morning for example like there's this like crazy calculus that was always going to lead you precisely to this precisely thing precisely and point. i totally yeah. see the point of that argument and i just think for me there is that crazy calculus and it pushes you into this very narrow thing but i think that there's still a randomness i think that there's still a randomness and i think that what those things do on you is i think they influence influence you i don't think they determine you and the only reason I think that is not because I think that I, you know, am some like above the laws of the universe. I just I just cannot reconcile the fact that my brain would be completely fundamentally incorrect. Like not just not seeing the whole picture, but 180 degrees wrong if we don't have free will.
1: I, know, I think that that has more to do with how... You conceptualize it, then
0: that's a good point. the
1: The concept itself, which I think, I, again, it's philosophy, so it's really all anyone's argument is, is fundamentally based on how they conceptualize it. True. And so I, just, I think it's it's different for everyone. You know what I mean? Like I don't see it that way. Like I don't think of it that way. So I'm
0: right, like, but I just think that everyone acts as if they have free will. I think there's no way... Like, you can't... Like, I just I just cannot believe that there's anyone in the world whose brain... And, I, and I'm saying whose brain is a weird thing because really we probably are just our brains. But there's no brain in the world that thinks it can't make choices. There's no brain you can really convince of. You can have a brain that conceptualizes, that understands the concept, but you can't really get a brain that fully, fully grapples with and acts as if it cannot make its own choices that affect the universe.
1: Yeah, but I think that it's not about us acting as if we have free will. I think that it's just a question of living. Like if, say say that we were to like, you know, if I acknowledge that I don't have free will and thus just stopped making any choices at all entirely, I would like not be living anymore I would quickly die because I wouldn't choose to eat I wouldn't choose to sleep like all of these things and so it's not like when I you know quote unquote like choose to do something it's not like I'm acting as if I have free will it's that I'm have
0: you're just doing the thing you had to do yeah
1: like to to survive or to follow the path that I was set on like the choice that I was always going to make and I think that it's
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely see what you're saying. And like, I see, like you're saying, so basically what you're saying is I'm seeing everything as a choice that you make between the banana and orange or to eat or to not eat. And you're saying like, yeah, we think of it as a choice, but really it's just something you do. And I totally take that on board. But my, my premise is that everybody in the world truly and deeply believes that they are making the choice to eat or to not eat to to leave five minutes early or leave five minutes late like we all blame ourselves for being late of course there's traffic and other factors but we all say oh well you do it every every day you're like oh tomorrow (laughs) i'm gonna do this differently uh, yeah oh tomorrow i need to wake up earlier because it would have had an effect you don't think of it as like well like i'm going to sleep uh uh whenever i wake up is whenever i wake up oh well like no you set an alarm because you think that you can influence the reality and i know what you're saying like well you set the alarm you didn't have a choice you didn't you know what i mean but my point is that my point is only that we really think we we have a choice and that therefore there's a fundamental and unique contradiction between that and the science that i think has important ramifications and should lead us to believe that we do in fact have free will like so
1: i just i just think that like human beings you know like sorry i'm moving closer to the mic um <laughs>
0: She's too far away from the mic there yeah, i had to okay. pull her in
1: <laughs> so i i think that um you know human beings wait what were we talking about
0: uh free will
1: yeah i yeah I'm, I'm, i went
0: on a whole little soliloquy where yeah, i it said
1: was some tangent about
0: wasn't a tangent it was very sorry related.
1: is there a negative connotation to tangent no. I wasn't, like, trying to diss you. No, no,
0: no, no. I, what I was saying is uh, it really seems like we have free will and everyone thinks so, and that therefore we should assume that we do because it seems like it. And there's a contradiction with science that is unique. The main... The, I had a thing I was going to say. Was you'll remember though it. Though the, the key is that. to stop trying so hard to remember yeah. it, and then it'll come to you. Uh, I think the main, the main counter-argument against this argument that would be, you know, kind of have it dead in the water, which might exist out there somewhere, is if someone has an example of something that has a similar contradiction that we accept. Like, Because for me, I see the, the difference between uh, sound and sound waves and heat and kinetic energy, those two things, I see that, that difference, that inconsistency, as fundamentally different in nature than the difference between us thinking we have free will and us actually not having free will in reality. But is, do you see? Is there another example of that that you can think of?
1: I'm trying to think of like my mind immediately went to like Descartes and the mm-hmm. the mind versus the soul. But I don't know if there's actually something there. I don't know. I, there's also like I had this thought. This is gonna sound so stupid. No, no. There's no but, stupid like, thoughts. Oh, um, like you know probably millions of years ago, like, people on Earth thought... Yeah, people on this planet thought that Earth was flat. Like, genuinely. Like, they thought that if you sailed far enough, you would fall off of the edge... off the edge of the Earth. I
0: was kind of disappointed to hear that they didn't actually think that in the time of Columbus. (laughs) But, um... mm -hmm. But...
1: And so I just... I think that there's so much that we don't know. And I agree with you that it's the... the true ego of... of the human being is to assume that, like... Yeah, you know, I not really that's know a good anything.
0: Point. That's a good point. But then we're assuming that we know we don't have free will. <coughs> but that's I think, a good,
1: But I think it's. I'm, wait, sorry, you go. You it's go. a
0: good point because I'm thinking about the falling off the edge of the earth thing. And I guess um, in many ways. So I guess how I would counteract that, because I do agree with you, it's a good point because that does tell me that my brain's conception was fundamentally wrong. 180 degrees wrong just like I'm saying. So it's it's a really good point, but I just think the difference is the difference is that's that's a concept and an idea that is built upon many layers whereas the notion of free will is a direct experience, like one that comes straight from the senses.
1: Well, yeah, but you know, people for all of that time if we're going to go back to my little metaphor, they wouldn't you know, they wouldn't sail that far or very far Mm -hmm. away from what they knew and what they recognized because they were terrified that if they went, you know, further than what they understood, that they would fall off the edge of the earth. And I think that it's so, we're, we're just so terrified of the things that we don't understand or the things that we can't conceptualize that it's so much easier to just shut them down and be like, okay, no way, like, and I do this all the time, like, I'm guilty of it also, like, we, every human being is, that it's, it's just, it's easier to be like, no, there's, there's no shot, no way that, like, this crazy, terrifying thing is, is true or possible or real, and so we, we deny it, and it kind of takes somebody, like, going to the edge of the earth and being like, okay, well, you know, I might, off but let's see what happens and then boom earth is round right I don't know it doesn't really follow with like the whole free will thing but I think that it's just like and with science like there's so much that we don't know about the universe even about earth like mm-hmm. there's so much that we don't understand and I'm not saying that like I know that we don't have free will I I think that it's just
0: the evidence seems to you to point like we don't to point to the fact that we don't have free will.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I just
0: I'm just thinking because now I'm thinking like as a counter to my argument, like, well, what about the fact that you know you can have a dream, your brain can think you're in Egypt and be 180 degrees wrong,
1: or the fact that there's so much that we don't understand about the brain, like we yeah have no idea about yeah like dreams like it's it's crazy and I think then to I don't know just assert that like we I don't know but then I guess I'm doing the same thing but in the opposite way
0: right but I I just like I'm confused now about my argument because I'm trying to think if dreams is the same thing and I can't really get a handle on whether I do or do not think that the the dreaming mistake that your brain makes is f- fundamentally the same or of the same nature not fundamentally the same the, of the same nature as this mistake your brain might make in sensing some illusion of free will and in some ways it does seem similar because your brain perceives something that it really thinks is true and it's not true you know
1: yeah
0: I'm trying to yeah, it's a really tough one. I I, I will always say, though, I think not having free will sucks. Like, you and I disagree about that. You're, you're fine with the prospect of not having free will. But I think to not have free will is terrible. Like, nothing you do means anything. All it is is just the way it was always going to be. Um, all your relationships are just, you know, it's just how they were going to be. You're basically like, you're basically like, on a roller coaster that you can't change and you just enjoy it. And it has ups and downs, but all you can do is enjoy it. You can't turn it, nothing.
1: Yeah, but I think in that, like when it's, the downs come and yeah. when there's things are really hard, like it's just, it's not like that's the end, you know? It's kind of, it, it gives me hope in the sense that like there's, we have no idea like what our path is or what our future looks like and i think that in this present moment like me you know if i do something that i think would would change what i perceive my future right now to be i don't think that that
0: you were always going to do it would
1: be like devastating to me i think yeah it would suck in the moment but i've always like the hardest moments of my life they sucked at the time like they were horrible and i thought that like it would never get better but then yeah. things did and looking back on those moments now it's like I firmly believe that that happened for a reason. And the person that I am today, the person, the better person, I believe, is because of those things that happened. And so it's like I just – I can't – I have a hard time just – I don't know. It helps with with regret, you know, because, like, I yeah. – For example, like, before I came here when I committed, I – it was during COVID. So I – my coach, Bowman, asked me if I would be okay with committing – having never visited the campus. The first time I came here was when I moved in. I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And before I actually came here, I was terrified. Like, I was scared shitless that I was going to hate it, that I had no idea what I was walking into. Like, I'm from Los Angeles, California. I'd never been to Connecticut in my entire life. And... I thought that I made a horrible mistake, you know, that I should Mm -hmm. have stayed closer to home that like going 3000 miles away from my family was a terrible idea. And it stayed that way for like a couple of months. Like I had a pretty rough first semester and eventually like, I think finding philosophy helped a lot. And you just grow to realize that like, like no, like actually coming to Trinity, like it set me on this path of like, that I was always meant to be on. Like I firmly believe that. And I don't know if that has as much to do with free will as it does, like, a general faith in, like, the universe. Well, because
0: if there's no free will, then there's a predetermined destiny for everyone. So, but what you would say was, like, if someone told you, oh, it's a good thing you worked so hard in volleyball, if not, you wouldn't have been at Trinity, you would have said, well, there's no possible outcome where I didn't work as hard. That just was always going to happen. I was the girl that was going to work hard at volleyball and then go to Trinity. Always. I mean, yeah. yeah. I
1: if you think about my life, like when I was what it's like a
0: strong argument and I, I and it is like I I totally see some semblance of that and it's just it's hard to reconcile that with I think just how deeply we think we have free will. Yeah. But no, it's uh it's definitely it's super interesting to think about because our society is definitely predicated on the idea that we have yeah. to know. Well. But we have to remember that what we think as a society is not up to us then if we you know what I mean? Like you get in this yeah. constant loop. Yeah. Like there's no one outside of this juggernaut that is determinism if it's true. But what's really throwing me off is that dream thing. And I can't What see. about that
1: like you that you So you you I remember my argument, right? I do, yeah. I just don't know how the dreams is throwing the, me off yeah
0: so what i'm saying is like your brain thinks you really thinks that you're having a dream and when you're not doesn't that prove it's just like 180 wrong
1: what do you mean when you're not
0: when you realize that you're not, you weren't actually dreaming. You weren't actually in Egypt, let's say. Like Oh, like dream. when you
1: have really vivid dreams that you think right. that you're like awake and then you wake up and you realize that it was a dream? Like something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at oh, that okay, time, okay, okay, so
0: okay. what I was saying is that like my brain can simultaneously think that this light above me is light just as I perceive it, but also uh, photons, right? Or mm-hmm. electromagnetic mm-hmm. waves, whatnot. Um, but it can't simultaneously think that free will is an illusion, and that I have free will because the two things are contradictions. Mm-hmm. Now, is a dream the same thing? Because can I think on the one hand that I was having a dream and on the other hand that I was in Egypt because I thought it at the time? I guess you can. Maybe you can reconcile them. What do you think? Just for the sake of this argument, I know you are a determinist yourself. But.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know much about dreams myself. Yeah. So like I feel like the whole I'm sure there's like a vast research and science on it. Um but I think it's
0: But you can kind of reconcile I think it. you I
1: think it's reconcilable. I like think the life. crazy thing is is that it's not reconcilable until you wake up. If that right. makes sense. Like there's no way when you're well, having that. I've s- had
0: dreams before and realized I was in a dream.
1: Oh yeah. So, it's I that's s- most often the time for me. Like, yeah. I it's very rare that I have those super vivid vivid it like, happens though yeah <laughs> the freaky thing is is i this happened to me i think last night or two nights ago i ran into maggie at the at the lunch line and maggie's i was like Maggie's a fellow volleyball sorry okay. yes maggie's a friend of ours um and i told her i was like i have no idea if i just didn't sleep at all last night or if I had a really crazy, vivid dream I know. that I didn't sleep at all. Sometimes I, have no I'll, idea.
0: sometimes I will like ask someone something. I'll be like, hey, like you never told me about this. And they'll be like, what? And yeah. I'll be like, hold on. like I'm realizing I think that was a dream. You know what I mean? Or
1: things from your childhood. Like Sometimes I look back on things oh. and I'm like, I have no idea if that actually happened. Luke no, and I talked about a that a little too, like the false yeah. memory. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. have a false memory yeah. too,
0: which is really interesting. But I do think I, now I think I'm starting to decide that I think that that you can reconcile a dream like you can reconcile seeing I, light. Yeah, I think you can. So for that reason, I'm going to stick behind my argument for now. There probably are some some different counters to it, but there's no doubt about the power of determinism. Uh, I just, I my stance is really just that it's just the illusion is too deep-seated. I can't, Deal. <laughs> like if it's really an illusion, I just, I think there's no way. I think there's no way that it's an illusion. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It, it just to me it seems like it couldn't be. To me, here's what I'm saying, and I'm not saying it. It couldn't be true. Determinism could be true for sure, but to me, if I had to place my bets, I'm gonna bet that we got the science of Newtonian physics wrong somewhere. Before I bet that everyone's personal experience of the world and of their own free will is just incorrect. That's my final, my final say on the topic. Okay. And and. Th- would you like to summarize your point or your position for the audience?
1: My position, I think that um, from the beginning of time when the universe was created and the very first humans that, that you know, evolved into who we are now, everything that has ever happened has just has led to this and has... It
0: was always going to be that it's way. It's always going to be In that the way. the future, whatever it comes, for it was sure, always yeah. going to be that way. Yeah. It's well, crazy. It was great talking to you, Ava Lakovich. Great talking Everyone, to you. Everyone, you know, follow her on social media, Instagram, <laughs> Star Volleyball Player. Um, please send in any questions or comments about this episode to so the podcast of things at gmail.com. We will be checking it. We will be making follow up emails. We got a lot of your emails on the first episode. We're excited to incorporate those into the Mind Body Problem Part Two, and we hope to have similar commentary on this episode. Thank you all so much.
1: Thank you.